Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hey, guys. All right. Well, I'm excited for this podcast. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, first, I want to uh, get a couple things out of the way. This is an absolute praise for uh, my brother in Christ. He does not know me. But, but um, we know him. We know him. <laughs> Alan Parr, as the title, of uh, this video that he has done. He put this out uh, a few days ago. Okay, it's, it's exactly as our title states, the, what it's really like to be a Christian YouTuber. And this really, was... It really applies just Christian online anything. Yeah, honestly. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Podcast, YouTube, you know. It was a super vulnerable video that he did. And it was one of the most real videos I think I've ever seen. Um, and he's actually been, he's actually put two videos out recently that have just been raw. And um, it's clear that he's going through something in his life right now um, that, you know, he just, he, the, the Lord is just really pulling him in. Yeah. And I just relate so much to him in, in this video. Because uh, you would that think that like we're best friends and we talk every day because everything he said, we're like, that's I know. I, I mean, I would have thought that, that I would have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I thought that I would have, you know, yeah, like you said, talk to him every single day. But no, I mean, he, he doesn't know me from a hole in the wall, but hopefully we're going to this is my response to him. And uh, if this ever would come across his ears or we're definitely going to be uh, contacting him directly. Um, because this was just too perfect and it just hits home for us so much. And we um, actually and podcasted on this about a year we did. Or we, so we, ago. We've hit yeah. on this topic before too. Yeah. Um, I think we, we've done it a few times. Um, but to see this on a larger scale was very, very, uh, interesting and it was just, it was awesome. So I do want to get a couple things out of the way. I have in the past, I have been critical of Alan Parr. Uh, in a few different ways, because I don't agree with every little thing that he talks about or every little, you know, on every subject. Sure. So, which is fine. I mean, that, that does not matter. I have been very critical of him, though, um, especially for, um, I personally don't like his market, didn't like his marketing style. Um, but definitely this video that he just put out definitely changed my mind about that mm -hmm. again and, not and that you thought he was doing not anything that i was wrong. doing anything wrong i, I just, just want to clarify just, for you that for you it was so radically not your style yeah that it just kind of like just seemed repulsive like your, almost repulsive not not that's a, that's a strong word not no repulsive, i think more so it just kind of rubbed you the wrong it way did. yeah um but that's my own personal thing and there's nothing wrong but i definitely feel differently about that now um, and, and, you know, like I said, I just really connected to him as a brother in Christ who was really reaching out here and really trying to, um, say something And this, like you said, it's not, this goes beyond a YouTuber. This is obviously in a podcast format that goes out on YouTube and other, you know, the podcast platforms too. Yeah. Um, but we also run a largely online ministry. Yep. I mean, that's what we do. Um, so this kind of 
this 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 works. A lot of the things that he's talking about here work with what our ministry does and what we were about and how we started and all these things. Um, I'm not sure how he feels about online churches. I can't remember to tell you the truth. I'm pretty sure that he's. I mean, because his his you know he one of the things that he does is he builds up um, online ministry and mm-hmm. and and you know, teaches and, and shows how to be successful in doing the type of thing that he's doing. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming it's in a positive format, you know, or in a, you know, in a positive light that he, he, he thinks. Because of it. we all agree that of course, to be able to physically meet together with brothers and sisters in Christ with solid Bible teaching is absolutely, is absolutely what we all would and, prefer to have right. but in the instance that that does not exist be it because of a medical reason where you live whatever it is we had an on. opportunity to fill a gap yeah so if here. there's an opportunity to serve and to have bible teaching pastors that will stand up and teach and shepherd as scripture calls them to and unfortunately due to you know we have church members literally all around the globe we use an online way to be able to do that right so our home is always open we have people in our home for services often as we possibly can but largely it's people all all around the globe that don't have a solid church that they can get to and that's it. And that's and the reason why I mention this is because a lot of people don't consider online church real, valid. It's still very, very taboo. Yeah. Uh, COVID was one thing that did help it. I think it brought it into the conversation more and, and it mm-hmm. was started to be more acceptable. But at the same time, there was a large uh, community built against it going, no, that's impossible. How can you do that? You don't have church. Um, you know, you, you don't answer to anybody. You don't have, you can't follow um, any type of church discipline. You can't baptize. You can't, you know, all these other things. So it's these are what how these, you can these actually arguments. find uh, answers to most all of that. So yeah, <laughs> and, and, and it really is. I go, you know, and that's in. But I think largely I understand where that argument comes from, and that's yeah. something that I've always been upfront and open about. Yes, absolutely. That there is all sorts of people that can label themselves a church and oh, can anybody do these can be things, a church, and you yeah. have, you know, I mean, this is it's dangerous. So. I, I absolutely agree with that argument. However, I think that our ministry is unique in the way, and there's there's might be there's others out there. I'm not. It's not just us, but that are offering solid teaching. You know, and and you and know they said okay, well you, it can't be done. Yeah. It, you know, everybody said oh it can't be done. I said okay, and you and I both, and we have a, a, a full church of people now that can say, yes, it can be it done. It can be. Because we have made complete connections with these people. We've met these people. They've been in our home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have grown spiritually, and that's really the point of it. You know, if there wasn't any spiritual fruit being produced, if people weren't growing, if there was nothing going on here, then that would, of course, I would be out. There, yeah. uh, there would be nothing here for me. But there has been growth and there has been, I mean, people that absolutely have been blessed beyond measure by it. We've seen it. So, um, you know, whether or not people stay or whether or not they move on, which we'll talk about a little bit in this. But um, that being said, um, you know, I think Alan Parr's video completely covers us in our situation being podcast. Yes, we do YouTube and our mainly online church like. Nail in the coffin. He totally hit all of the different. Oh, yeah. I mean, he hit every single one. 
And that's what was hilarious because as we were listening to it, we were like dying and we we're like, oh my goodness, call this guy up because <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> thank bruh. you. Thank you for having a large platform and saying what even those of us with small yes. platforms have said before. But like, thank you for saying that on the, the yes, widespread. Yes, and my apologies for ever being critical in the way um, that I was. But like I said... Uh, not that I was you ever never, thought he was wrong. No, 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 no. It was just, you know, I mean, I've definitely, and, you know, I You didn't understand his angle, I think, is what it was. Yeah, and so I didn't. having this upfront conversation that he had, you're like, okay, I get your angle now. Cool. And there, there are a few small things that's enough um, for me to just be like, you know, brother, I strongly disagree with you on this point. Yeah. I love you to death, but we strongly disagree. But nothing um, like, but doctrine. you know, so yes, you know, there, there, there's still there. It's there still is that fact. I'm not backing out of any of that. I'm just, I, I definitely. Um, but I also think know. if you sat down and had a conversation, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, we might still agree to disagree, sure. but like understanding your viewpoint and it is what it is. Sure. But I, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome to me because Alan Parr is largely pre-millennial, uh, largely dispensational. So they kind of go hand in hand, but, um, and you know, he, he's got some great teachings out there about that, um, those topics. But so I, I definitely, um, appreciate what he does. And then this video, like I said, it just, I, I, we immediately, when I heard it, I go, okay, I have to respond to this because this is, we need to do another one of these, <laughs> you know, because mm -hmm. this is, this is real. In this video, Alan went through eight different points on what the reality of being a Christian online presence, what the, the reality of that is. Um, he went up, his first point was, and we're going to play a few of them here, but his first point was burnout, his second point was pressure third was highs and lows fourth was money five was algorithm six was balance seven was comparison and eight was comments <laughs> so you can see where yep. we're gonna go but um burnout um i felt this from the bottom of my soul when he said this um We'll go ahead and play the first. I, I wasn't planning on playing the first point, but just just the way that he opens up, we just have to play it. Yep. So here you go. Issue of burnout, right? If you talk to any Christian YouTuber, myself included, we deal with burnout. Listen, I've recorded almost 500 videos on this channel. That is absolutely insane. And after some time... It's difficult to constantly come up with new and fresh content that you hope that your target audience and your subscribers are really going to connect with and resonate with. And that really can create a situation of burnout where you're like, God, I'm here. I'm available. I'm ready. I've got my pen. I got my paper. I got my Bible. But I'm not hearing from you, Lord. I'm distracted. I can't, I can't hear from you what you want me to give to the people. So that's the first thing that I would say that is just a normal thing that we as Christian YouTubers deal with on a consistent basis. All right. That, I, I can't even begin to tell you 
because How as soon real as the video is. started, we went, yep. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> man, bot. you know, we throw that out. We're like, new stuff. Hope you like it. Like, hope you learn. <laughs> like, where do I start? You know, like, there's so many, there's so many different times that you throw stuff out and you're just, I don't know, you know. <laughs> and yeah. I, Lord, I hope that this is honoring you and I hope that this hits for somebody. I hope it helps somebody, but. I don't know. Yeah. And it's hard, especially I think more so on the, the church side of it. It's really hard when you know that you have people, but that you're not really hearing any feedback. And because whenever you do this online work, right, I'm talking to a camera all day long. We're talking into our our microphones all day long. You're talking into a live screen all day long. You have no idea who's on the other side of that. So you're pouring your heart and soul into whatever it is that it is right. Genuine. Like we're not doing this to be famous. We're not doing this to make millions of dollars. Right. We're not doing this for any reason like that. We're doing this because you care for and want to serve others to the glory of God. Mm -hmm. So when you're doing it so one-sided, right, in a micro, like I see you in the back of the screen, right? Like I don't see anything else. So you have no idea where this goes. Right. Or who it, and not that we have to know, but it is hard when you're like, you got to keep turning stuff out. And that's what I love about this video though, is he is being real. He's not, he's like, you look, you think I'm perfect? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not perfect at all. And we are human and we do these things. And it is. I mean, we are human. I mean, there's nothing that we can do about it. Okay, we can put on this 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 facade that we are this overly spirit, but can we really be like that? No, we can't. We're not. We're sinful, prideful sometimes, boastful sometimes. We want to take credit for things. So, I mean, there's all sorts of things that we do that, that's true. And we can't, we're lying if we say we don't. There's not one teacher, there's not one influencer that doesn't. It, it doesn't exist at some point. At some point, you push your, that's just our human nature. Yeah. And some of that we need to have self-control and curb. And some of that with prayer and the Lord, we can change. But then some of it, as Paul says, I mean, we're just wretched men. We're wretched people. And we will continually do this. I don't want to do this, but I keep doing it. And it's difficult sometimes when you give everything and you throw everything out there and you have no idea where it goes. I mean, you have no idea. You know, it's like fishing for men, but like you get... No bites, like, because yeah. you don't even know where it went. Like, where did where'd my Lord go? Like, I don't even know where it went. So, and that's not all the time. But like no, I said, yeah. this is just being real in the real moments of this. So, he goes through, the, his second point, like I said, is pressure. Um, which, that point, uh, we're going to link the video, of course. Um, we're yeah, not going to play the whole thing. Yeah, you need to go thing. watch the whole yeah, thing. The, the second point pressure was really interesting too because basically at that point he was talking about in order to grow, in order to have any kind of, uh, you know, audience to be able to, you know, get the gospel out to as many people as possible, you have to dance. You do. 
you have to dance and you have to know how to hit those those points and you know he kind of in the pressure point he kind of adds that to his fifth point which was the algorithm so it's kind of you know kind of works in the both ways so you got to hit that algorithm you got to you know talk about the things that people are talking about in order to even get an audience you know but then he was talking about it's frustrating because the, the videos that he does like that, the things that he's like, okay, so this issue's big. I need to cover it because I know this is going to gain me more of an, an, an audience, more of an opportunity to share these real videos that I make mm-hmm. about the gospel, about teaching, about these things in order to, to you know, be able to lead them into to truth this way. I have to do this. But then this is the, the videos that get three, 400,000 views uh, or the, the popular topics, but then, you know, uh, he just did a series on the tabernacles and that was like one of his lowest series that he's ever had. And he's like, I worked, I worked my tail off on that. And it's so frustrating because that's the truth. I, you know, I covered a pastor who, um, you know, and the, the musician, and, you yeah, know, the that mu- was- musician that, that, cursed out his son and he's like that video got more videos than or more views than anything well in i mean i I think people don't understand how serious this is because i know for us if you look on our most popular videos or and and on youtube and we have a couple it's podcasts and it's it's drama right drama is what gets the big views oh yeah so talking now you know calling out hillsong and um yeah you mentioned any hillsong yeah stuff like that those ones exploded yet we have so many where you're you're breaking down scripture, you're digging into the stuff, and the thing I think that's so frustrating is you're digging into the stuff that is the stuff that would genuinely provide so much to people, right? Yeah. Because it says, hey, when you understand God's word, when you get this, right, you understand this, it makes your life unbelievably different right so it sucks so much to see people hurting struggling you like all of the things and it's like i want to help you i want to serve you but you'd much rather watch nonsense i mean that was our issue where we had with i share our homeschool stuff and the whole reason why we homeschool and we live simply and we do all of this is because of jesus is because we're living for oh, eternity. this is and this is, is what makes because, us you know all relate of this stuff. so well so it's with like, this point but it's like sometimes it's like how come i can get so many followers and so many people who want to be here when i'm talking about you know stupid stuff that just means nothing i mean it, it's helpful to see you some... organize the pantry and that's one of your biggest yeah, videos yeah. so i organize the pantry you talk and everybody's about there how we have a church and in, in in a podcast you know and all these different things and people are like cool story bro well and for us this show is show me why your pantry again dance I, I know i know dance show me your pantry what's and it's hard show me because your, there show is... me your show me your life but no but, but there I mean, is that's a the practical application you, you to... don't feel we feel you it makes you feel like i'm gonna use some strong language here so watch it it makes you feel like a whore yeah it does sometimes yeah because you're like you don't care about me and what i'm trying to do you care about the the show the show and, and you don't truly care about me. So it's like, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm, you're dressing up real pretty. You're putting out all this, this good stuff. 
and, and people, yeah, give me more of that. Give me more of that. Don't well, give me and any look more at us. of that. That's why our numbers are as low as they are. Sure. Because we've had so many offers to do so many things. But when we refuse to just play the game, it's like, eh, sorry, then, you know, you'll have yeah. nothing. I mean, look at us. We've got what? how many on YouTube? I don't know. We've only got like 2,800 people or something like that, which is taken years to even get to that point of having 2,800 people. And that's where for me, you know, I said, you know, what if I start and use the membership service and then the, the, the studies, the focus, I'll pull it out a little bit on the other thing, just simple stuff, homeschool stuff, because I still want cool. to help and serve, but we're going to go ahead and do this. And this is for those of you who want to dig into biblical womanhood, biblical parenting, you know, all these different things. And there's like 40 people there. And that's awesome because those 40 people that are there, I know I get to actually connect with and serve and they're there to learn and grow and let's dig in and, you know, have that and biblical it's not womanhood. That it's and about that numbers. No, no, no. Cause it isn't at all, but I'm just saying, look at those presentations. Oh yeah, I know. What you're so saying. I've got 2,800 people over here that are happy to watch if I dance and I do the show, but I have 40 people who are like, you're right. You're my sister in Christ. Let's dig into God's word. Let's dig into this stuff. You know what I mean? And it isn't about numbers. It's about serving people. And for us, that was just a way to say, okay, I'm done putting everything out there just to have people throw it back in my face. Right? right. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? I want you, I want more of this. I want more of that. You know, show me this, show me that. And it's like that, that's not, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And I, I mean, that's, I think that's probably one of our, our biggest struggles in our ministry. My, I mean, my ministry specifically killed a lot of that. I mean, we, to the point right at the beginning of when I, we started, I started this part, my part of the ministry, um, was a point when we had become, um, talking to some very good sources, very well-known authorship, you know, publishing companies, um, and we easily could have sold out just this fake, you know, yeah, somewhat whatever. real, a little bit at the bottom, right? But the yeah, rest but of it it's, is just it's, a it's smoke mostly and mirror. fake. Yeah. You just want me to dance, and you want it just because you like what you see. And there was something that could be marketable. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate. But it's unfortunate you look and you go. You know, I'm looking at it right now. Alan Parr has six hundred and thirty-one thousand subscribers. I know that Alan Parr's looking at that going, man, my, my hope and my prayer would be that every 631,000 subscribers that I have, that every single one of those is gaining knowledge of Christ and, yeah. and gaining depth and getting closer to the Lord. I know that's his prayer. But even but look at the difference. what's unfortunate is probably maybe, maybe 10,000. Maybe 10,000. Well, yeah, because look at what are his view counts. They're what, 50,000? Yeah, as... On average, 50,000, Yeah, 000? this video came out on April 9th, and it has 17... As of right now, it has 17,000 views. So even then, look at that, right? So you've got over 600,000 subscribers, and only 17,000 people have even watched the video. And that's, that's the hard part, right, where he goes into algorithm, where the hard part is, is... Just because you put something out there doesn't mean anyone sees it. Just because someone subscribes to you doesn't mean necessarily that they even see what you're putting out. And so the, the stinky part about Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of it is that you have to put out the stuff that people will watch, but not just watch because we've upped the algorithm. You have to put out stuff that people will watch and like. 
but not just watch and like because we've got the algorithm. They have to watch and like and share, right? So the more and more you go, you literally have to get people who are going to do every single thing so that people even get to see your video. Like when you pull up the analytics to any of the stuff of how many people see your stuff versus how many people like it, share it, comment, you know, whatever it is, like the number, it's just, it's maddening. And that's the thing that frustrates me. Like if I would talk pretty solidly about our, about our house and like our DIY projects, our counts would skyrocket, which means people would actually see our stuff, which means the chance to get people to even see the stuff about, you know, like biblical parenting and biblical womanhood and the church and this podcast and all of that, right? All of those numbers would have a much better choice or much better chance for people to even get that choice to look at that stuff. If we play the game at least to some degree so that our stuff even exists out there. Like it's just, it's a maddening, frustrating process. Yeah. And you know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it is, it's I mean, I couldn't have said it is. anymore. You know, I couldn't have said it better, but you know, I, I just think back to, you know, just before I get to the next point, I think I, I just go back to just talking about those things. And I think just with me and this podcast in particular, you know, it's like, I, I talk about things that are definitely more, um, you know, uh, harsh or, or going against something like that, of course. And this is what everybody wants to hear. But then you te- then you put out just, you know, straight teaching, you know, things and, and offer like that serious things that would really, really help people. And, and it's like nothing. Ten views. It's like I don't I don't <laughs> want to do any of this other stuff. And I think that's kind of what he goes through. But this kind of leads into his next point here because it's um, number three was highs and lows in this one. We'll let, I'll let him take it away and I'll comment on it in a minute. But um, this is very basically experiencing or expecting positive and then getting negative. Yeah. And, and so I'll let him go over this here. A fair warning. I'm this, this podcast is hurried. So I, I'm starting it at approximately at the right spot. So it might be like, you might hear like a few words and you're like, what? But then it gets into this point. So here we go. On a regular basis, and I'll share a little bit more about that later. But number three is this idea of emotional highs and lows, right? Listen, when we put our heart and soul into creating a video. And in a moment, I'm going to tell you exactly what goes into creating just one video for you guys, right? But whenever we put our heart and soul and our time and our effort and our energy and our money and everything into creating these videos for you all, there is a level of excitement and anticipation for us when we press that publish button that people are going to respond to it, that people are going to love it, people are going to going to like it, they're going to share it, they're going to comment, they're going to view it, uh, and, and we're going to start to see a positive result. But sometimes whenever that doesn't happen, it's easy, our human nature gets discouraged. We're like, wow, I put so much effort into this video, so much time, I put my heart and soul into this, and my audience isn't interested in that, right? And so you go through these emotional highs and lows. Or you put out a video and a whole bunch of people like it and it, it makes you feel better about yourself. And I can speak for me personally. One of the things that I deal with is whenever I put out a video about some foolishness like Kirk Franklin cussing out his son and stuff like that, it gets 300,000 views. But that video isn't more than likely going to help you grow spiritually to a great extent, right? It's just drama. Right. But whenever I put out like a Bible teaching video, like on the series that I did on the tabernacle, there's a small percentage of people that are actually interested in that. And that 
hurts the heart of many of us as Christian YouTubers because it shows us exactly the pulse of where many Christians are at today. They're more interested in drama than they are in things that we know are going to actually help them grow. Now, I'm actually glad that I got because I thought that he it was pressure that he had his point about the tabernacle and about that. So that yeah. was cool that he actually see that that's got, exactly got what, we're what we're talking, talking about. about. <laughs> um, I thought, it, like I said, I thought it was under pressure, but I mean, you know, we we already had a full conversation about what spot that was like. On. So I mean, just absolutely spot on. So going into his next point, which was money, and this is where. Um, I definitely felt differently about the way that he went about things and goes about things. And I have nothing um, to say about that anymore. I mean, he, he definitely was very correct, but one thing that hit home that he mentions about it is um, this is how we feed our families. And I didn't realize that Alan did this full time. Yeah. I had no idea about that. So, um, I mean, that my judgment on the way he went about things was in ignorance because I had no idea that this was his full-time job. Because it's our full-time job. We're just apparently and doing I mean, a much this is, worse right. job and at I mean, this is, Right, is. and this is, well, and this is, I mean, that's, that's very personal information, yeah. you know, that he shared. Yeah. And, I mean, having the type of platform size that he did and sharing this type of, inf I mean, that, that's very, you know, good on him for it. And yeah. and like I said, yes, he's he has a right to make a living. Yeah. We have a right to make a living. Um, you recently started The Collective. Yeah. Um, you know, I, this is, thank goodness the Lord has, has provided f for me to be able to, to support, for us to be able to support our family through ministry. It's, I mean, we're in no way doing well. Um, we're struggling very much, but using this, we have a right to make a living. And this is literally how we feed our families. This is not, and for me specifically, this is not something that I went and chose to do. I didn't wake up and, and, and say, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go become, youtuber or i'm a podcaster or a pastor you know I, like i'm i never in a million years would have done that so this is definitely something that i feel called to do it's not just feel called to do it's been you know the the lord is the one that confirms things and it, the people have grown through it so clearly there's spiritual fruit, and I will continue serving the Lord this way until something else happens or, or something. The Lord shows me another direction, but this is the direction that he's put me on. And in that direction, this is what I do all the time. And even though it, you know, people have this perceptions, they, you know, they, they roll their eyes. Okay, yeah. Do you have any clue how like how much this takes to do, especially yeah. for me on the pastor side of it, where I offer um, even for, you know, church and everything when I offer anybody to send in questions and I answer them and try to get back to them. And this has been something you that study we've one built. on one and we're always available. To this counsel is something that we've and, yeah. built on the in the church. 
to where we do we can we counsel one on one we we study one on one we you know I get a million questions a day we get a million questions through our ministry's website that we answer all of the time but do you know like do you have any idea how much work goes into answering a question like that you think that I just just start typing up my like at a no no like it takes me time to go and pull up the scriptures to insert them to write my response and trying to make it make sense to you because I want you to understand what I'm saying and I have learned and this is one of the most terrifying things ever you know and, and it's just nothing that I really thought of before but I have a written record of literally everything I say online. Okay, like nobody in history has had this against them. You know what I mean? Like not just me, but I mean no no point in history has, you know, this, this happened. So I have a written record of everything that I say. So I know 100% of what I say to people and what I send, answers to questions or whatever, get shared publicly. And it, 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 and it does. Uh, sometimes, um, you know, uh, it's negative and then most of the time it's positive. But, um, you know, I just go, wow, that's terrifying. So, like, I have this pressure to get it right and to have it make sense. Because we've had other people go, okay, I showed my pastor your answer and he agreed. And I'm like, you showed your, oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm glad I worked, you know, (laughs) like I'm glad I took the time to sit down and work on that then. I mean, I thought you were just asking me a question between me and you. It's fine. I don't mind. But do you understand the pre, like how much work that takes? Like, and how much it takes a lot. So every time I get something in, it's pulling up a Word document. It's taking time out of my day and what I'm supposed to be doing, which I have no problem doing. There's nothing that I'm complaining about with that. And I do it with a happy, joyful heart. But people don't think about these things. Well, yeah, because it's like, okay, so then because your problem isn't doing the work. The problem is then when people then scrutinize you for the fact that you need to make a living. So it's like, okay, so either you go and get a quote-unquote real job and then you can't do these things. So these people who depend on you, you know, for these things, it's like, well, I don't know how you want me to do that, you know. And then the fact that, you know, you have a wife and children that need to still, you know, have a home and food and electricity and water, you know, and things like that. So it is just, it's hard because there's a big difference between being paid for the work you do and abusing the gospel, right? For the sake of money. So it's like, you look at people like Elevation, Joel Osteen, you know, all of these places where it's like, yeah, that's gross. You've taken God's word and made a business out of it. I mean, you're just scamming people to get money. Like there's a difference for that. But then you look at it and it's like, no, like your pastors deserve to make a living wage, 
right? When you are in ministry full time, like you're, I'm not trying to get rich over here. I just would like to be able to pay my bills. Like I'd like to be able to go, our kids need clothes. It would be nice to be able to just go get them the things they need, right? Just no big deal. Ran to Walmart, picked up the things you needed, right? Like it would be nice to know that we could just do those things, right? So that's not abusing the gospel and, and taking it just to get people's money by saying, hey, you know what I mean? Like, And you it, know what sucks about that is, uh, you know, I, and it's happened more than once that I've been scrutinized for this. Yeah. It's happened to me. It's happened to me more than once. It's happening consistently from our own family. So, I mean. I mean, and it's like, are you serious? Like what this is, uh, I mean, if you think, you know, any of this, it's, it's not true. Because I promise you, know, you if we were just trying to use it to make money, we wouldn't be doing the things we're doing <laughs> because that's not making money, right? I'd be talking about our house and we'd be doing all of the, you know, false Jesus things that just make people feel good and don't yeah, actually Yeah, people get underhandedly anywhere. have like, gone, why is she making t-shirts? Yeah. Well, you can't just like give, you know, let people yeah. make their own and like... You realize I make like five bucks off of that, right? Five dollars. <laughs> so, so it takes my time to design, to put together. I have enlisted help. I have to record the video. We have to do and let all me of tell the you, things. Let me just tell the public bucks. right now: when <laughs> Heidi is busy, it's irritating as crud <laughs> because she pays attention to nothing other than what she's doing. And I mean, unless it's something that she wants to, but it's most of the time she's very focused on working, which is good. For but you people who get to enjoy it's the stuff. irritating but. because it's she's totally the, like the person that's like sitting there at the table typing away and working on the computer while the the house is on fire around her. Like hold and I walk working. up and I'm like Heidi, what? Do you not realize the house is so burning? So you and all to make five dollars. Yeah. And so you're and people are going to underhandedly say that we're trying to make money off of these things. Well, it, it's it's ridiculous. And, and, you know, I've, we've even had, um, you know, people that we've let in personally before that have been, well, you know, that, that have scrutinized this. And I'm like this, you know, well, because it's absolutely... hard when you put yourself out there publicly and then no matter what your heart motive is for it, even like Alan Parker, no matter what his motive is, as soon as you put yourself out there publicly, you open yourself up to that fishbowl, right? So anybody who's walking through the aquarium can stop and make their judgments, their perceptions, their whatever's, you know, at you and kind of he goes into this too in the video but then but then you don't even get a leg to stand on because then well you're just being mean you're just being this you're just being that and it's like uh okay yeah so clearly that's how that works nice to know <laughs> yeah well this this will lead us into his uh his next point here um i think it's algorithm <laughs> like i said this podcast was hurried everybody like i want to but get you through have it. this together <laughs> I, I do i okay. do sort of have it together but I, I cut out one part because I knew this, this was getting kind of long. So uh, just uh, bear with me here for a second, everybody. This is the next point he brings up. Yes, I was correct. Number five was algorithm. Uh, we're going to go ahead and listen to a uh, little bit of that. So let me play it here. The next thing that I want to talk about is this pressure of feeling, trying to figure out the algorithm all the time. It's like, okay, what is it that I can put out there that 
YouTube is going to promote or YouTube is going to put in front of our audience. And there's this constant balance between, okay, this is what I'm passionate about and this is what I know that people in the body of Christ really need. But uh, if I put that out there, I don't think people are going to really respond to that because, you know, Christians aren't really interested in the book of Ezekiel. So I'm not going to do that, right? Uh, so instead, I'm going to put out this hot trending topic that I know I'm going to get a lot of views. See, that's the type of tension that a lot of Christian YouTubers deal with that you guys don't even realize that we deal with on a regular basis, right? Is it right? Uh, probably not, right? And do we have to check our motives constantly as Christian YouTubers? Absolutely. Every single day, we have to check our motives for why we're doing it and what we're doing, which is why I'm opening my heart up to you and trying to be real with you that we're not perfect. We struggle just like you. And I'm going to move on to the next one, and that is this idea of balance, right? We as Christian YouTubers, every single one of the people that I named earlier, I'm friends with them. We, we've been on each other's channels. We have conversations outside of this, and we struggle with balance. Let me just give you an idea of just some of the things that we have to do just to put out one single video for you. Okay, first we got to research. We got to figure out, okay, what have other YouTubers said about this and how am I going to package this? How am I going to make sure that I'm ready for all of the questions and the objections and different things that people are going to say as it relates to my video? So I can anticipate those. So there's a research. Then there's a record. We got to make sure we shave, get our hair done, do all that stuff, set up the lighting, set up the equipment, do all those things. And then after that, there's the editing process. We got to edit all the videos and do all the jump cuts and put the music in there and put this text on the screen and do all that. Then we got to upload it to YouTube. Depending upon your internet speed, that might take two hours. Then we have to optimize it and come up with a thumbnail idea, a title and uh, uh, tags and a description and all the different things that rank our videos in the search results. And then we got to respond to the comments, right? And then we got to show this, uh, manage our social media so that we can put these videos on social media and all those things. Listen, most of us at any given time are literally hanging on a thread. We're overworked, we're overwhelmed, we're stressed out, we're taking time away from our families to be able to present this content to you all on a regular basis. We're fatigued, and this is what happened to me, y'all. This is the reason why we don't have a live stream ready for you this Friday because it is literally 12.05 at this point on a Wednesday night or Thursday morning, and I'm supposed to be trying to prepare this live stream for you all, but instead you're getting this video from me this week. I'll catch up with you all live stream next Tuesday. But um, it's balancing our lives Right, our families, our, uh, our everything else that we have going on with this this thing called YouTube. All right, so I mean, that, he pretty much said, you know, what we what we discussed, and that's why I really just connected to this video so well. Um, just being in this position, me. I on, think we both warily just you. looked at each other and went, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like you, <laughs> and I you. sent this. I also sent this to a. Um, a friend of mine who also has an online ministry and uh, he messaged me back and he said the same thing. He goes, oh my goodness. Thank I feel you. this in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, we all did, man. We're I all mean, like giving a spiritual just, like hug to Alan Parr right now. <laughs> I think, you know, it was just so encouraging to me. Cause like you said, I, I mean, I just felt myself giving him a hug and it was just encouraging that, I know that there's other people out there who feel exactly the same and feel that vulnerable and, and do that. And, and, you know, 
we can just encourage one another as brothers in Christ, in Christ that, um, you know, in, in the position where, you know, he, he on a very much larger platform and, you know, uh, Alan is very intelligent and very well-spoken. Um, you know, he, he just is night and day different than, than my ministry. Um, but, you know, I, I know that I have, uh, you know, that, that understanding and that bond with him in that, that we're in this teaching position, um, and, and, you know, going through these same, same, same things. And that's just, um, you know, I think we as, as, as figurative shepherds, um, you know, we, we, this pains us, this bothers us, you know, and this, you know, just trying to get this out. So, um, that leads into his, like his, his seventh point here is this comparison. So this, this comparison, um, really hit it, you know, hit home, uh, for me, because it's not that we purposely do this, but we sometimes just get frustrated. Like hey, we throw stuff out or like, man, we wish that, you know, more people, cared and so it's hard you know we don't intend to do it but it just happens so i'll let him um let him take it away here for a second keep it real you all all right because I, I know y'all want me to come on here and act like everything is perfect and that we as christian youtubers don't struggle but we have a sin nature right and i'm going to tell you that it is easy if we don't check ourselves to compare ourselves to other people. When we start to see other people's channels that are growing, our spiritual nature says, yes, the kingdom of God is growing and people are getting saved and people are viewing and people are growing spiritually. And I'm happy for you, brother or sister, that your video got 500,000 views in five minutes. Like we, our spiritual side celebrates that. But listen, y'all, we're not always spiritual. Sometimes that sinful nature kicks in and sometimes our sinful nature is like, yes, brother, I'm happy for you. But wait a second. What about me? I put my heart and soul into this video and it only got 50 views, right? Or a thousand views. It's all relative, right? I, you might say, well, Mr. Brother Parr, you're always getting 30,000 views. Listen, I can see other Christian YouTubers that have less subscribers than me that get 600,000 views. It's all relative. What I'm trying to tell you is that this is the struggle oftentimes in our heart and soul that you all don't see anything about that most Christian YouTubers probably won't talk about because to admit it would suggest that our motives are impure. And I'm strong enough to say that sometimes there very well may be some impure motives within me. Even David said, Lord, search my heart and see if there's any offensive way in me, right? And so there is that tension sometimes where we're, we're like, okay, my flesh side is like, man, you know, I'm comparing myself. Like, did I stink? Did, you know, like, what's up with my video? What am I doing wrong? What, why doesn't YouTube like me? How come they're not putting my video out there, right? Versus celebrating other people's success. I'm just keeping it real. Now, so I, I thought that was very raw and real. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just like, what what extinct like because it, as much as you may not be focused on that like there are times where it comes up and it's like i think it, i feel that more we... teaching than anything yeah i feel that way so that's where i don't relate to i don't feel these ways about this way about the podcast as much 
uh, hardly at all. I mean, there is definitely podcasts that I definitely do put out there that just pour my heart that I wish that people cared about, but they don't. So it's, and they're too long and whatever other reason. But I think um, we also learned this. I know I learned so much of this with our business before we went into ministry was I purposefully don't look. I try to stay so far away from viewing how many people we have, how many, like uh, only the things that I absolutely positively have to go do, you know, do I, but even that, like looking at like our homeschool stuff or the podcast, even in general, but it's like you look, I mean, cause I have some friends and it's like, oh, we're able to pay all our bills and debt or whatever. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> you, you know, like, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, we don't, we're not there. And, that, and that's okay. I mean, it is what it is, but it does kind of stink. But sometimes when you look and it's like, how is it we're still here? Like, or, you know, cause I know for me, I mean, I saw, I actually was in this, um, I was invited uh, like a year or two ago to do this, like a uh, YouTube video train thing or whatever. And there's one gal who had just started off and I noticed the other day just cause it popped up in my thing, but she's only been doing this for half as long. She's got half as much content, half as much, whatever she's, it's very surface level stuff, right? Just, and that's where I mean, like, it's just the pantry redos and the, this, that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, which is fine if that's what works for you, whatever. But it was just funny. I looked, I'm like, holy cow, she had like 30,000 views on this video of what they're doing in their homeschool curriculum or whatever. And I'm like, how many followers? Like, and I, so I look and this chick's got just tons and tons and I'm like, Oh my gosh. Do like, I know this person? You, no, oh. but I was like, she, you had like no one, you know, it's just crazy. Like you've just started, you just started doing this. Like, it's just crazy when you look at it and it's like you, then it's like, man, I really pour my heart and soul into what I do. And I really think about it. And I really, you know what I mean? And it's like, wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> that is what that is. I guess that's the way that cookie crumbles. Cause <laughs> that's, but it's hard, you know, sometimes you see that and you're just like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's difficult. So this leads me to my last point, Alan's last point here. And he saved the best for last as he's going to go on and say, but negative comments. This pro this bum, is the bum, best bum. <laughs> part of this, this whole thing. It, it all leads to this. So I'm going to let him take it away. The last thing I'm going to talk about, if man, and this I saved this one for last for those of you who are with us still, is this issue of negative comments. Now, I want to talk about this because the weight of people constantly disagreeing with us as Christian YouTubers and oftentimes disrespecting us, you guys don't realize it, but it can have a negative effect on our mental health. I'll be honest with you. Sometimes I don't even want to read the comments because when I read the comments, it just distresses me out. It depresses me. And I'm going to tell you why. Because some people leave negative comments and you all can leave negative comments all day on the YouTube channel and nobody will think anything different of you because you don't have a platform. You don't have anything public. Now, the moment that we respond in our flesh and leave a negative comment back, which, by the way, many times we do want to do that. I'm just being honest with you. But we know that we have to be rise above that. We have to uh, we can't afford to let our fleshly side come out in a negative response because we know the 630,000 people very well may see that comment and say, oh, Brother Parr, he's not as spiritual as we thought he was. He's just acting out of his flesh. Right. So we have to constantly 
um, we have to constantly um, suppress our, our sinful nature and respond back in a way that is loving. Now, with all that being said, I also just want to just encourage some of you because, you know, some of my friends and I, we get these comments like, okay, you're a false teacher or a false prophet. Listen, guys, I'm going to say this one time. Just because you may not agree with everything that a Christian YouTuber says on their channel doesn't mean they're a false teacher or a false prophet. It just means that you don't agree with them, right? But don't label them a false teacher or a false prophet just because they have a different opinion about baptism or tongues or eternal security or whatever. Listen, if, if somebody says Jesus isn't God or the Bible isn't true or there is no such thing as heaven or there's multiple ways to get to heaven other than Jesus, then yeah, label them a false teacher. Label them a false prophet. But just because somebody has a slightly different theological position than you that can be supported by scripture, it's not warranted or fair to label somebody as a false teacher or a false prophet. Profit. So just be careful in the comment section, not just on my videos, but on other YouTuber video YouTubers as well. So y'all. Oh, dude. <laughs> you have I, no idea. I feel this in my soul so deeply in my soul. You know, you don't think of these things, but they do. They wear on you from a teaching standpoint. And. This has been something that I have wanted to podcast for a while. And I think this Alan's uh, video here gave me motivation to go ahead and record a few of these that I've been kind of reluctantly wanting to do just because I think they would be perceived the wrong way. Um, but he brings up a very good point here. Alan is a very educated teacher. He has a degree from Dallas Seminary. If I'm not mistaken, I'm almost 100% sure it's Dallas. I don't have it right here in front of me. Yeah, it's Dallas. Okay, it is. Um, so he is extremely educated. That doesn't mean that he knows everything. That doesn't mean that, he, you know, the some of the things that maybe he holds to or whatever doctrines of men is always the 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 thing that negative commenters want to say. They always want to say this stuff. So whatever. Um, but he is very a very educated teacher and he is clearly called by the Lord to do this. OK, so in that understanding. You are to respect your teachers I mean just every human and just in generally every human has a, a right of respect and especially a man of God who is out there pouring his heart out he's not trying to sell you on anything he wants you to know Christ He's making a living by doing it, but he could, I mean, that he's not like you to need to say that anything. again for those in the back. Like, I feel like so much of like, why does this point never get understood? It feels like. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and he, he is pouring his heart out. And that's why I said, I feel bad for even some of the things that I have mentioned. I mean, they, they've all been in contacts and, and I've never. I've never been way too harsh on him, but no, 
no, you've just simply ever stated that you I have mean, a just disagreement. just after this video, I'm like, man, I feel bad for anything I ever said, dog, because I love you. And well, I but feel the only you, thing you ever like, said was just like, that, hey, I know yeah, many of truth, you watch Alan Carr, and I don't disagree, or I don't right, agree with this. Right, and, and, and I'm definitely not going to share, even if he, I'm definitely going to share a few of his videos. I would share a bunch of them. I shared this one. Um, you know, and, and, and I, we have shared. And, and, before. Yeah. And I've yeah, told my absolutely. church before that, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, I agree with him and I think he is a good resource to go to. So anyway, um, you know, but going back to this, like he, this doesn't put him on a platform where he's better than anything, but he has been given a responsibility and a duty that has more weight than your little tiny pea brain can understand. You have no idea the weight of a true man of God, a true teacher, the weight of understanding what you're doing. And I know Alan understands what he's doing. And you you, you have no idea the weight of that. Like, yep, I'm going to have to answer to Jesus to everything that I speak. I'm going to be judged a little bit more harshly when I'm face to face with Christ about how I treated his flock. Like, that's terrifying. I call the the people that have, you know, my church, this is the Lord's people. He has only given me this temporary duty to to help them. But but I'm not doing anything. He's just using me to do that. But there but there's a lot of weight here, and that doesn't give you authority, but that gives you this this point where it's like, guys, come on. You have no idea. Get it together and show respect. If you don't agree, move on. If this isn't your lane, go on. Our kids asked me that actually the other day, and I said, no, I have never disliked a YouTube video ever. Because it's ridiculous. Move on with your life. How old are we? Come on now. (laughs) Or to comment negatively. Just shut up so and move on. Just shut up and move on. You're calling me a false teacher because I, you know. Say I've there's a called, rapture? You Come know, on now. Exactly. Or, uh, you know, more recently, I went through the ringer and I, I had a hard time. And I went through every single one of these emotions because I don't usually, I, I can be what I've been described as feisty. Um, but I, there's a lot of, I have a true heart. And yeah, I'm not going to take any crap and my no, responses are going to be blunt and up gonna, front. Exactly. Just because you're not going to sugarcoat everything, you're just going to answer honestly to what it I'm is. People going are like, to. Oh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And you're like, oh, you're being so No, I gave you a me. direct answer. Yeah, I'm like, no. Do you, do you, I mean, is there a reason that you need to be a jerk? Is there a reason that you need to come on here and slander? Like you can Yeah, so you want to come on here and be mean to me, but I answer you back directly and that's me being mean. But okay. more recently going through this, this was... For me, with the Ravi Zacharias thing, somehow there became this argument that literally turned in to a, a wonderful resource and a teaching yeah. on once saved, always, always saved. saved. Yeah, and uh, you know, w- both me and my uh, associate pastor were both called out as heretics and false prophets and were leading God's people to hell and all these things like this. Like, do you understand the weight that yeah, is like, do you under, do you Do you even know what you're... No, you don't, because you don't care. Because you watch your little video, you get angry, and then you just think, and you don't... And you think that I'm, I'm just a robot behind this. And you don't think that I don't get this notification and I don't see that and I don't go, 
that's not my intention. That's not true. And like he says, you know, like you don't think about it because you don't have a platform. Yeah. Well, and you, you don't, don't understand. see how this affects people. Well, and it What if somebody with weaker faith comes along exactly. and you're ranting around like an idiot? This man's a false pro... No, he's not. But because you're ranting like an idiot, this, this weaker believer is going to go, ah, oh, man, I'm going to get away from this guy. This guy's been scared. And this has happened. Oh, yeah. This is this has happened to me. We're not talking in. I, and what thank if. God the Lord has led quite a few people to us from that very from that very thing. Because of negative things said about us, it's led people to contact us privately curious. And this has been some of the greatest their family. Yeah, absolutely. Now, 100 I am more closer than with these people than I am my true family. Some of these people that have come going, hey, what's going on here? One of my our very dearest friends, when I was in the hospital a few years ago, when we first were starting our church, um, I, I I had had an emergency surgery. I had to have an emergency surgery. Okay. Well, right, right before we had this emergency surgery, we had had this. It wasn't even before we got started with the ministry, before we started having accusations and people saying things. And we podcasted on one particular situation. And I'm like, look, I'm real, dude. Like, I ain't got nothing to hide. Let's talk about it. Let's, you know, let's expose ourselves here. And I said, you know, I've been very upfront in the past, but I had been shown damage that had come from that because a bunch of people had responded to this person underhandedly going and saying things behind our back. And they were like, wow, I, I didn't know that about them. That's unfortunate, man. I, you know, maybe we should have looked further into them. And we had, you know, somebody had sent us these things and they said, you know what, let's go pull these things out. And one of the person that I pulled it out contacted and said, I was not expecting to see hear my thing read or my comment or my thing read in public. But, um, you know, yeah, I heard these things. What's going on? And we had one conversation after this whole hospital thing because she had, Heidi had told this person, hey, my husband's in the hospital. Gonna be we're going to we're going to get back to this. Please hold. Well, we did. And our relationship with this person is now is I consider this one of our closest family members, friends that, that we've had. She is in abs. I love this person with to the bottom of my heart. Love this person. We have have grown to know her and her family. And, and have been um, seemingly so much with her already. <laughs> and um, we consistently, you know, over these, uh, re, you know, few years, um, ha have laughed about where we were and, and laughed about how the Lord led us together. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, th there's been good that has come out of it. But 
at the same time, that's damaging. And that's not our intent. Well, and if you wouldn't walk up to any other human being and just spew those things back at them, like, why is that okay to do to someone because it's online? Because you don't think that there's a real person behind it. Exactly. So you don't have to see, you know, what I have to see. You don't have to see the hard days that we then in turn have in our marriage and in our family because the weight of just having someone bash everything he says with no scriptural backing, no anything, you know, just run in their mouths, just being mean. Right. You don't have to see these things. And, and, and not that you have to just walk around and feel sorry, because, yes, we choose to put ourselves out there. But the yeah, point is, it's just when it, it's you just choose like, to just run your mouth and be mean for no good reason, like you don't stop. You wouldn't do that. And you don't want someone to do that to you. So yeah, why are you like, do you go don't understand do you how much self-control this takes. I have to let this bounce off. I have to be careful with my words. That's why, like I said, being described as, as somewhat feisty, that's, I have to be careful. Because I have to come off as loving, I'm allowed to come off as defensive, and, and I can be as blunt as I want. Paul was extremely blunt. I think we have plenty of examples. But I need to be loving at the same time. But guess what? There's times that I get called a false teacher, or people say things, or people assume things like this, or whatever behind your back, and you, like every other human, just want to go... Who do you think you you are? are? Yeah. Like, who are you? Like, what? You wouldn't even say that to anybody. You, You literally, you need counseling. You're a psychopath. You know, and this is... You know, it's it, it, it constantly weighs on you, man, and it changes you. And you go, what am I doing? Lord, is this even something you want me to do anymore? I can't tell you how many times yeah, I've not wanted... Yeah, how is this truly helping? How many times? <laughs> I'm not helping anymore. When was anymore. the last time I told you I wanted to quit? Um, what day is it? <laughs> it's, but that's not an exaggeration. It really isn't. I'm, this week, I woke up early this week and I was just like, I'm so ready to be done. I don't want to do this anymore. It is so difficult. And especially trying to build a real community. Yep. It sucks. And sometimes yeah, if we just put stuff out to put stuff out and had nothing to do with anyone and just what gets the most likes, that's what we'll do. Like that would make life a lot easier. But is that how we much rather at this point after so many things that we've been through would just much rather be stinking Jonah and run away to Nineveh and just close up shop and move on. Like I'm dude, I'm done. I've, I've talked, I've told Heidi so many times I'm done with this. Why am I, why do I keep, putting myself out here for this type of abuse. Why is it, you know, why I pour, I, I take time away from my family. I take time. We do all these things for what we're serving the Lord, but sometimes in in the flesh, it's difficult because you don't see this. And that's what made this video just so real. And so, you know, just, it's important to see this side of it. And it's important, um, you know, this podcast I told you I was talking about, you know, just respect for your teachers and respect for those, those elders in the Lord. Listen, Alan Parr to any, you know, regular YouTube commenter, you know, most regular YouTube commenters is your elder because he's more educated than you and he knows more about scripture than you do. And you're proving that through your stupid comment. And you need to respect his knowledge, not slander it. Well, that's just you're indoctrinated. 
opinion. No, it's not. He is a man called by God to do this, and he is preaching truth. You are foolish, and, and, and anybody that knows truth can look on this and go, you are a fool. So it's better to just shut your mouth and move on. It's disrespectful, and there needs to be some sort of shame and respect brought back to this. Even to local pastors, I hear, you know, Alan, this is one video that, and, and I promise we'll wrap this up, but one video that Alan did recently that I was, I agreed with, but I, you know, I kind of, it left me um, with some questions because I just wasn't really sure the way that, you know, he meant a few things, but it was just about signs of abuse in leadership and church leadership and spiritual abuse, how to identify these different things. Um, and, and one of them was, uh, you know, he kind of was being, a, I thought he was kind of being a little bit liberal with teachers kind of, you know, being a little bit, not harsh, but being just, like I said, straightforward and maybe, yeah, maybe being in your face a little bit. Maybe being, you know, um, you know, Paul with Peter, like opposing them to their face, um, you know, kind of, hey, pay it. This is getting ridiculous. You guys are acting like a bunch of fools, you know. And so I thought, you know, he was I thought maybe he was taking that in the direction where he's like, OK, that's a little bit too much. Um, but then, you know, after listening to this video, I definitely understood the context of what he's saying there. And but there's there's a there's an element there that. You know, teachers deserve respect. This is be, this is in scripture. I'm not saying you have to respect me like this, but, but I'm just saying that scripture tells you that you are to honor these people. They're worth double honor. You know, in, in our local pastors that constantly are getting abuse because people are constantly saying things against them, they're kind of... They're going up and going behind their backs and changing different things. They don't take, they're not listening. They, they're skeptical of what they're, and, and to a degree, we're all, we're all supposed to, we, we definitely are all supposed to be Bereans, but at the same time, it's just like, I, again, I'm not trying to sell you on anything here, people. This is God's word. What, what do I, what good do I have trying to teach you a certain direction and way like I, that's just not my you know i'm not joel olstein over here i'm not kenneth copeland i'm not you know i'm not any of these people blatant false teachers that's different and you know I, it's it's time that christians understand that your authority is your your shepherds and and they're looking out for you. They're not they're not trying to harm you. They should not lord over you. Peter's very clear about that. You 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 don't do that because they're not yours and you don't have a leg to stand on. However, the Lord put you in this pen of listening. And if the Lord put you in here, guess what? That makes you my responsibility and I take that seriously. So regardless of what you think and how you think I should handle it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to you. If you don't like the way that it's handled, if you don't like what's being taught, then you don't have to be here. If the Lord is saying, but man, if you leave and you're like, but man, I really feel like there's something that then you know what? Maybe it's you that needs to change. And I guarantee you 90% of the time, that's it. 
It's you. The problem's with you. It's not us. It's with you. I'm not saying that, as Alan said, we're not perfect. There's nothing here. But most of the problem is you. And most of these people need to shut up and listen. And that's not what happens. Because there comes a time for all of us, you guys, that we need to shut up and just listen. But see, nobody will say that. Nobody will turn around to someone and say, hey, just shut up and listen for a second. I'm trying to help you. And they go, oh, I ain't, I ain't listening to no man. But, look at, the, but look at the difference. So if, 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 say, person listener was standing next to a busy road and maybe had your headphones in so you didn't hear a semi-truck coming and you started to step out and Brandon jumps out in front of you and goes, hey, shut up, you know, or whatever, right? You're talking like you, you shouted something at them and violently yanked them back. You'd be a hero because you just saved that person from dying, right? Like maybe they didn't hear the train come or whatever, right? They're going to step out. So you shout at them, and, you know, you are, you are blunt, right? Because I'm trying to save your life. You do that and you're a hero. But right. you get on and you directly, you're not being mean. You're not doing anything that is, is mean or attacking or anything like that. But you're just blunt and honest and going, hey, stop it. You know, you are going to die. Surely on this day you will die, yeah, yeah. right? Like you say that and everybody's like, well, gosh, why did you have to go about it that way? Why are you being so mean? Why blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I, because we're talking, okay. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying it. I go about everything the right way because I don't. I go about things the way that I go about them. And I have to answer to the Lord for most of those things. And believe me, the Lord convicts me of most of those things that I'm wrong. And I, I, I repent and I ask for forgiveness and I ask for any, you know, anybody's for forgiveness. Anybody that's been like, man, I, you know, I think you could have handled things differently. Um, you know, then I, I please, I, I ask for your forgiveness. What I will never apologize for is being blunt and telling you to just shut up and listen. Because this is what you need to do. It's so funny. So many people have so many things wrong with their life. And I'm not saying that I have all the answers. Again, that's this, the, these it's so sad. This is part of this that we have you, to even you have make to these, that I have to constantly go back and clarify what I am and what I am not saying because of little leeches that will come on there. Oh, because you don't realize that every time we podcast or do a video, constantly in your head as we're recording these, we're going, how is this going to be taken out of context and used against me? Exactly. That's what you do the it's, whole time. I mean, it, it makes it so hard. No, but you're right because your point is so many people come and they come going, hey, I have, like, the, the cool thing about being online is people will usually be pretty honest with you pretty quick because it's anonymous, right? So they'll tell you all these things that they're struggling with in their life because you want to help them, right? But then the moment you try to say, hey, like, this would be my advice to you here scripturally where we look at this, you know, this is what I would say. And this is the scripture, you know, why I would say, well, gosh, that's mean. Why'd you say all that to me? Mm -hmm. well, be, because just listen, no, 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 no. Right. And you finally just go, just shut up and listen. Yeah. And, Not because and, I have all the answers, but because I'm saying scripturally, look, this is, this is what it is. And, and no, that's just being mean. So, you know. Just being mean. And then after, you know, the worst part of it is, is the people that you get to know and the people, you know, this is where it comes in from the, the church side of it. The, the members of your church that come in who they, I mean, they, you, you know, they're just so active. They're so right there with you, you know. They want to learn. You're, you know, you you feel so excited that man, you're really growing. They, they throw all these nice compliments. They thank you all of the time. You know, they do all of these things, and you're just like, 
and, and and then the next thing you know, they're gone. And you're like, what? I, I thought. Okay. I thought. <laughs> and then they'll, you'll get some big long letter message, whatever it is. You know, you just, you know, the way that you're teaching this, it's, you know, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up like this and, you know, I just don't agree. And I was there with you and, until. You know, I, and it's just like, oh, I, you know, you, do you think I just, oh, okay. And we're just not supposed to be hurt by that? You right? don't like, think again, that, like, I read that and I, and I immediately either burst out into tears or or just inside just die oh yeah every time we have to explain to our kids why someone like, who is such this a has close happened so you know church member like, and what? now they're gone and our kids are like wait why why what would i put myself go, through I this know. on purpose why i wouldn't so shut up listen respect your teachers if they are teaching solid doctrine and what they are saying can be backed because up by scripture, <laughs> if, if what they are saying can be backed up by God's word and God's word alone, not man, not anything else, God's word alone, then shut up and pray for them because there's a real person behind there and there's a real people behind online ministry and online ministry can work. We are the proof of that. Alan has dedicated his life to trying to prove that this can can be a platform for people to use to spread the good news, to to just reach people with the truth of Christ until He returns. And as I said, Alan's premillennial. We're both wait, we're both waiting for our our blessed hope. We're both looking for our glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior. And, and he is, is using this platform and, and, and being, um, you know, trailblazing this new way of, of taking online and saying, you know what, this can work. It's weird. It's kind of awkward. But guess what? Once you get over the awkward stage, oh, it's, it can be a wonderful tool. I woke up at 2 a.m. Easter Sunday morning to preach a message to a church in India. Like what other, and, and I don't have the financial ability nor, nor you know, all the, the Rona stuff to be able to go over to India to do that in person right now. I would love to, but I can't. But this gave me that ability. Do you know how amazing that was? Like, just that experience. And I was thinking throughout that whole time, I'm going, if this would have been a tool that any of the apostles would have had, like the, you, like Paul would have never shut up. I mean, he would have been going and spreading the gospel in, in, in person, but, you know, on, on his way to different places, you know, don't think that he wouldn't be taking care of his emails, his, his YouTube channel, his Twitter, you know, all these different things because he would use every single platform that he was allowed to have to spread Christ and, and to glorify the Lord. And, and we have such a huge opportunity here with online ministry and, um, you know, making that valid and, and making sure that it stays true and it doesn't go off into, you know, crazy false teachings and, and, and all these things that people think about these smaller, you know, uh, either online ministries or even just smaller ministries in general. You know, it's not some cultish thing. There's no Kool-Aid here. 
the only thing that we have are Bible. So that's all we have. That's and all, all we, we got. Need. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to shut up at, at rambling uh, on this one. I think Ellen Parr for being so bold and speaking out for so many people, yep. um, you know, other YouTubers, other, other just, just presence in general. I mean, I do, I really feel, um, thankful and encouraged by this and we will be contacting him at some point to, um, you know, I'd love to talk to him. I know there's, we've had a couple of guest ideas that I want to work on. Um, but, uh, Alan would definitely in our be free time, right. Have our awesome conversation. Not real jobs. We have. Yeah. See, that's part of the, that's part of the thing is like, I haven't, I haven't had the time to, to do this, you know, because I'm busy defending myself free work isn't going to create itself come on now <laughs> so all right everybody thanks for hanging out for this uh you know we're a little bit longer today but we'll uh, see you guys next time